0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Oh, Lion of Judah, tonight you are busy making a visitation here at Little Falls Christian Center. Oh, God Almighty, have your way this evening. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this place, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is good. God is merciful. God is powerful. God is wonderful. God is mighty. God is almighty. Bless His holy name. Praise God. My message tonight is to bring hope to a generation of warriors in the kingdom of God that they should stand ready and be at hand when God wants to use them. Therefore, I have the soft title, Seeds of Hope. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you tonight. You know, on my way literally from the office to the pulpit, I've been thinking about the motivation of why we do the things we do in the kingdom of God. Why do do we have and do we need motivation to carry us for the rest of our lives? Why is it that a motivated person is a powerful person? You can differentiate between a motivated person and a person that lingers on. God has not planted his church on this earth to linger. God has not planted His church to be meek and just to exist and to be here on the West Rand and to be here in Little Falls and to be seated here on a Sunday so that we might wait for the coming and the return of the Lord. God has a powerful plan for this age, for this day, for this nation, for the West Rand, for my house, for my life, for everything. Amen. And I will not say sorry that I'm in fire for my God. Never say sorry for that. Be excited because it shows that the Spirit of God is upon you. If you need to be on fire, let's be on fire for Jesus. Yes, church. Praise God. So let's start with the message of tonight. I have a motivation that's been driving me, if I may say, (laughs) up the wall of my life, every single day. Because it's the month of Thanksgiving. It is a month where we get together and we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for our church. Thank you, Lord, for our senior pastor and his wife. Thank you, Lord, for our pastors. Thank you for every single thing that happens in this place. It's such a month and it's a powerful month but the motivation I know of our senior pastor and the pastors and every single worker and volunteer and person that have their hand on the plow here at Little Falls, our motivation, and I'll show you what is my motivation of my life. It's my life. I get to do this once. You don't get to do this over after this is finished. So let me give you my verse, the verse of my life, the thing that really brings passion to my life. I don't know what yours, what the Scripture is that motivates you, but I want to take you to Matthew 28 from verse Let's say 19. This verse, church, it is something a person prays about. It is not something a person just read and carefully go over it and say, okay, let's study the word baptize. Let's study the word nation. Let's study all these words. But this is the application that the Holy Spirit expects in a person's life. Once you apply this verse under continuous prayer, something changes about your life. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Even to the end of the age. I really believe we are at that end of the age. Even to the end of the age. But a church... That does not understand the kingdom of God and God's plan for this hour would not understand their contribution into the kingdom of God. Our contribution cannot be just I'm coming to church. Our contribution is about every single area of a person's life. And once those areas are surrendered, then comes forth the fruit of a person's life. You need to have fruit on your life because fruit brings glory to God. You must want it, you must desire it, you must seek it, and you must live for it. I live to bear fruit under the Holy Spirit's guidance. You've got to from this night. If that is not your passion, then I, I, I do want you to go and fast and pray about this. We had the opportunity in Jerusalem with Pastor Harold in 2005 to stand at the place where the Lord descended and the places where the Lord's the last hours that He spent with mankind and at the place where the Lord spoke these words, I said, yes, Jesus. Now this is, nearly eight, this is nearly 18 years ago. It's like that. And I say, thank you, Jesus. I've been busy with that. My pastor have been busy with that. My colleagues have been busy with that. My wife has been busy with that. This is our focus. Because when it comes to financing the kingdom of God, when this becomes your focus, then your money has got a major role to play. Every single cent, not one cent left behind, your full tithe, your full offering, that God uses to advance His kingdom. God doesn't play games when it comes to the fruit on your tree. God doesn't play games when it comes to the prosperity of your life. God doesn't play games. He wants His church to be powerful. He wants His church to be blessed. It is fully, His full intention to let your business grow. His, His full intention to give you a promotion. It is His full intention. But when things possess us, we cannot possess the kingdom of God. It's impossible. It's impossible. Therefore, you know, we, I'm sure every person, have, you have a testimony regarding specifically in the area of giving. You have a testimony. <laughs> I have a testimony. You want to hear a little bit of it? My testimony was that I came, God gave me the Holy Spirit and Gussie as well, and we became on fire. You know, I wanted to tell the whole world they're going to hell, and we did it was a wonderful season in my life where, where a lot of people were going to hell. But as I progressed in my faith, it got to the place where God started to deal with a person. You know that place where the fire a little bit dissipates and suddenly the the George Brandon, is no more the Brandt anymore because he's not met his purpose yet. He's not met the scripture that will ignite a certain specific fire in his life. And you know, it was easier to go to a prayer meeting. It was easier to come to all three services. It was easier to walk with the evangelistic team. It was easier to do all of these things. But when it came now, finally, where the Lord said, I want your money. Honey, <laughs> I must tell you, it became very dark around me because your purpose, you see, God's got to deal with you once and for all so that His purpose might manifest in your life. And the one thing, the one thing that had me was money. <laughs> it really, it had me, it, 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 it because in, in the early 90s for the young people, you try to buy a home with an interest rate of 20%. That's scary stuff. It was scary stuff. We sometimes ate, you know, the cheap red Vienna. That was evenings, uh, the, the, the dinner with some lack of it pop. Not the yellow one, the white one. But it was tough times then. This church was planted In tough times, do you think sitting in a tent was comfortable? We had tin chairs, tin, blick. (laughs) You can blick, stall, coat, winter. But Pastor Harold and Maud continued. They pressed on. They did not look to the left. They did not look to the right until the sons of this house started coming in. And all of us had trouble, all of us. (laughs) There's not one that did not have an area in their life that God was not busy dealing with. But when it came to the finances, I remember how we would lay out our accounts before the Lord and said, okay, have a prayer meeting about these accounts. And then, you know, hit it in the spirit. Da-da-da, da-da-da, it goes on. Couple of months later, nothing is happening. Zero, nada, zilch. Have you experienced that? When nothing happens, (laughs) nothing. Like nothing. You don't feel God, you don't hear God, you don't see God, nothing. And the Lord spoke to me via someone that was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that person said to me, I mean, I love it when people are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The person said to me, have faith. In God. God ignited within me. When Whenever people spoke about the tithe and the offering, I would just stand back because I could, not, I could not participate. I could not speak with, because the enemy was saying, you are not a Christian. And I felt kind of like, but Lord, how do you get to the place when you don't have it? You don't have it. You don't have the tithe. You don't have the offering. What about a Thanksgiving offering? I would have brought, I don't know, what to the church then? But God had a wonderful plan. He started, you see, we think we can pray about certain things. When it comes to the things concerning us that we need action, those things needs doing. That is the action you do. And we got to the point where myself and my wife made a decision. We said, okay, we are finishing this payment of this car. This car uh, will soon, like a couple of months, it will be paid off. And we've paid off all those accounts. And now finally, we were working towards that, finally. And now came the, the month. Powerful, the month suddenly arrived that the car is paid off and George Brandon, the head of his home, would pay his full tithe. I wanted that, I needed that because I knew the calling of God was upon my life and I could not, I could not live under that burden anymore. I wanted it. I desired it with every... We desired to really do the will of God. We wanted to test and see that God is good. So the month came. Finally, it arrived. The car is paid off. Now, Gussie, let's, that time we did not do transfers. Sorry, it's old age. We brought money to the church. And as we were preparing to bring that full tithe to the church, the most wonderful thing happened in my life. I thought God was finished with me now that we got to pay our tithe. The month we paid it off, we did not have insurance on the car and the car was stolen. Isn't that just dandy? Isn't that just absolutely? I mean, Lord, you would understand. And immediately, my brother in law came to me. He bought a new car. He didn't want that car anymore. He just said, George, you don't have to pay the deposit. Just take over the payments. That's a wonderful answer to my problem. Would you think? But we made a commitment to God. We said, Lord, come whatever. Now will be the time we will walk on water. We will feel what it feels like to trust God like before. Then we said to the family member, No, thank you. And that month came the month where that fool, exactly even more than what we would have sown, came. And you know, jubilation in the spirit but we did not have a car. That's a problem. So then eight months we were without a car. For eight months we did not go into debt. We said, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then suddenly after eight months came two promotions that covered a tithe and the payment for a car. Glory to God Almighty. (laughs) Glory to His wonderful name. But right with that, in that eight months, there came a test as well. God said, trust me. A certain man, long time ago in the church, called me to his home. An extremely rich man. A man who had so much money that he needed a safe to put it in. The bank wasn't good enough. Don't know what kind of money was in that safe, but in any case, he called me to his home and he said to me, "I heard you have a problem," and I said, "Yes, I have a problem. It's a wonderful problem I'm having. I'm just taking the bus everywhere, and our friends are bringing us to church. that's wonderful." He said to me, he took me to his room, he opened the safe, and he said to me, "What do you want?" Now, you see, when you see that, and what do you want? You want that. (laughs) But now, we have developed to hear the voice of the Spirit. Now, the voice of God is more important than money. And when the voice of God came to me in that room, God said to me in that room, do not touch that money. And I said to the man, thank you, but no thank you. And I left. And I felt the peace of God, that peace that passes understanding, that peace that you know you are in His perfect will. Have you experienced that? That peace, you cannot buy it. You just become obedient to the Spirit of God. Church, the hour of obedience has come because your lives are like fields. We need to sow into our field. We need to sow into our church. We need to prepare ourselves to be blessings to the kingdom of God. You see, many people have got money Many people are rich but they are not blessed. There's a great difference between being rich and being blessed because the blessing of the Lord make rich and adds no sorrow to a person's life. Then a person become devoted. God is speaking to people here tonight. You need a breakthrough. And the laws of sowing and reaping cannot be changed. It cannot, God will not change it for you and God will not change it for me. What you sow is what you reap. If you do not sow with the right attitude and if you do not sow according to God's word, then that blessing cannot return to you as it should. And it should return to you. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and that adding of no sorrow is that what belongs to God belongs to God. What is not mine, I will not touch it. It means this is the Lord's and I want the blessing of God upon my life. It's not, it's not a frivolous thing to talk about one's testimony because the testimony took blood, sweat and tears. The, the obedience we had to do If it wasn't for that by the leading of God's Spirit and the grace of God that manifested in our lives, we would not have progressed in our spiritual journey. But the great joy when a person progresses and starts progressing. Some people have been battling their finances all their life. I remembered when we worked out that budget. That budget did not work out. We sat with it. I mean, we prayed over it. We fasted over it. It did not change. You see, the budget, what is written in your budget need to submit to what is written in God's budget. And God's budget is to bless His people. If you are obedient, He will bless you. God wants you to hear this tonight. There are some people, they just need this, this edge, this push into the right direction. Your business needs this push into the right direction. Your life You cannot grow spiritually. You cannot if this area is not sorted out in your life. You cannot. It's impossible. It really is. I thought I grew spiritually. I was standing dead still in my life. But the desire to do God's will and only His will, that is our desire. Now, is God, has He closed bank accounts? Can He take care of God's, of His people? What you sow is what you reap. What you sow is what you reap. It's a scary scripture. Because before that, it says in Galatians 6, God is not mocked. Oh, I had to learn that very hard. God is not mocked. God really is not. When it comes to money, when it comes to money, you either trust God or that money will come for you. And it's better to trust the Lord. It is better to have little Than much and much shorter added to that. So I just quickly want to share some principles upon sowing and reaping. We reap much, we will not reap much if we did not sow. This is the kingdom of God, this is the dynamics. Open up your heart, let the word of God, the seed of God, fall into your heart. Let it speak to you tonight. We reap the same kind as what we sow. You see, if you sow negativity, fear, anxiousness, hatred, jealousy, contention, strife, if you sow that, you will definitely reap that. It's so easy to have a wonderful marriage. Someone must stop fighting. Someone. One of the two. (laughs) <laughs> because then there's no person to fight more anymore any with. I mean, it's so simple. How is it that the kingdom of God is so simple? But yet we fail, <laughs> because we are so easy. You see, we sow to the flesh. Then we think, no, it's fine. No, what you sow to the flesh, you will reap. Here's another one. We reap in a different season than when we sow. I learned that. That eight months, that eight months was kind of like the most freeing time of my life. But to know that, to release, I'm doing now God's will. I'm doing God's will. I'm doing God's will. I'm doing God's will. Man, the power that is released in the Spirit when you pray When you and your wife take hands and you are in agreement, many people are not in agreement with one another. They've got hidden bank accounts, (laughs) they've got many lacquer things, you know, because I'm planning towards this thing I must have and she doesn't know about it or he doesn't know about it. And, you know, come into agreement. Come into agreement as we bring our. Thanksgiving offering, or you sit at the end of the month in front of that computer, and you're about to make that transfer. And that Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving, I want to tell you: take hands with your wife or your husband and your kids. Go in and, before you do do that, go and anoint your house, go and anoint your car, anoint your kids, anoint anything that moves around you. And then you say, Lord God Almighty, I'm about to do something I've never done before. Hey, this is for the kingdom. This is the kingdom business. The Lord Jesus said, you know, go about and do my business until I return. Let's do some business in the spirit. Then, here's here's a major one we reap more than we sow. You reap more than you sow. It's just be patient in the season. Be patient, the season will end. The season will end. Be faithful, be faithful, be faithful to yourself. We cannot be faithful to the kingdom if we are not faithful to ourselves and to the Lord. And then we reap in proportion as we sow. That proportion, that decision tonight to release into the kingdom, what you give now, your tithe and your offering. Do not let that affect what is happening because God is gonna bless you. (laughs) God is gonna bless you, church. God is gonna bless you. There's a blessing coming upon this church for the purpose of the kingdom of God. There's a blessing coming. Do not hold back. Do not let the enemy lie to you. He's lied to me in those early years too much. It's payback time. It's payback time. It's payback time. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's payback time. (laughs) Yes, now you get that. It's payback time. That snake, he hates you for giving into God's kingdom. He's got no answer to that. Satan has no answer to a person that says, Father God, here's my best. Here's my all. Bless it. You know what, Lord? Even if, if I have to eat Chappies this month, <laughs> is there still a Chappie around? At least that thing you can keep in your mouth for a long time, you know. <laughs> my, like my daughter said, she when she puts a Chappie into her mouth, she chews it nervous. A Chappie, Chappie gets nervous. Listen to this. We reap the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. You see, evil have a harvest of his own. This world, the way they steal, the way they bribe, they look blessed. I see them. They're at my home, at the garage. I see these massive black Mercedes and BMWs and the gangster get out there. I said, oh my word, this guy looks rich. No, that's drug money, straightforward. That's drug money. That kills, that kills. That's not blessed. You can see it. There's a reason why I'm saying that, but let's leave that alone. And here, listen to this. We cannot do anything about last year's harvest, but we can do something about this year's harvest. We, We can do something about what is coming to me. I'm expecting the Lord to break through for me. I'm expecting God to be good to me. And He wants to. There's no reason, (laughs) there is no reason on earth why God would not want to bless his people. There is absolutely no reason. If you can give me a reason, please write it to me, send it to me that I might understand why the kingdom of God is not working. So, so if you sow a thought, you reap an act. And this is not my saying, I got it. You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit and you reap character. You sow character and you reap a destiny. Must I say it again? You sow a thought, thinking, God, I need your blessing. I'm going to do something I've never done, or maybe I should have done, or I'm going to do. So you sow that thought. There's an act coming towards you. Every action has a reaction you sow an act, you reap a habit. So this action continuously, now it becomes a habit. Now it doesn't even bother you anymore. Now you, you, you're just in the flow, in the flow, the kingdom flow. And then you, you, you sow a habit, and now suddenly you find that your character changes. It's no more I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me, who gave His life for me. So I am more than victorious. I am a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I have more than enough. Lord, I am grateful for what I have. If you are not grateful for what you have, then you will never be grateful for what God will bring to you. So what you have, that car you have, You know, if you don't like the car, go and polish it. It will look better. You know, do something. Okay, don't polish your husband (laughs) now. But, you know, bless the things that surround you. Bless it. Bless your children, even if they are naughty. Stop fighting with your children. And here, sow a character and reap a destiny. Can you imagine? We're gonna sit there in heaven in front of the Father. And the Father, there's a day assigned to you in eternity where all of heaven, the billions of people there, whoever will be there. Now it is Pastor Jacques' turn. All of heaven focus upon him now. Now we're gonna look at his faith life. Some of us are in danger because it's gonna be a short movie. (laughs) You know, trust God. Let it be one of those long movies that heaven comes to the standstill and says, what, who is this? This person, there in South Africa, there where there's no power, where there's no water, where bridges collapse, you know? Who is this one? This one, just by living there. He's a blessed man. Praise God, have you seen? Have you seen what's gonna happen soon here? We're gonna get to church in time. Right. Let's leave that. Let's leave that there. Some of you, please, judge. Listen to this. God blessed Adam. Adam messed it up. God judged the world. Just as Noah got off that boat, God did the following with Noah. This is in uh, Genesis eight twenty two. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. That is a physical blessing that God has put on mankind. But the church has the spiritual blessing of the great commission That's why I started to say to you, make the Great Commission your focus. The blessing is in the Great Commission. When we started our home cell, we did not start that home cell with the understanding that this thing is going, we're just gonna do it. We do it in the face of the Almighty God. When we, that first home cell, when those doors were open, the first thing that came in was God's blessing upon a person's life. You need to open doors. You need to open so that God might bless. So God blessed Noah and his sons. And we came from those sons. God has blessed us. So, but God will not change. God, God is immutable, which means he cannot change. He will not change sowing and reaping. It's part of being human here on earth. What a person put in is what you get out. Nothing in, nothing out. If you put in with the right attitude, it's two things that God, God God is the owner of every single thing. But two things God do not possess. It is your will and it is your attitude. That is under our control. That is ours to have and ours to bless us. If the will is not submitted to the Word, the blessing door is closed. But the moment those, the will of God becomes part of my life, I will be blessed. You know, I was the person who got last promotion in my job. I have some of my friends here who can testify to that. Everybody got a promotion except George part of my testing. <laughs> it's kind of like the Lord tested me in every single thing there is. You know, when, when those who work next to me, now I have to call them sir. I'll call you sir, meneer. It was a rank in that time, you know. To say to someone, meneer, that was kind of position. But the one thing I did, we did, my friends did, we testified. Meneer or geen meneer, we testified, whether you have rank or whether you, have, you are the senior manager or whether you are whatever, we came for you. The kingdom of God became the main focus, the main focus of a person's life. Wow, I love it. I love it when you give me a challenge. Are you, are you that kind of people? To be challenged is to be changed. Amen. So I'm coming now two minutes, then we're landing, and then we, I would love to minister to people while really, really going through a tough time. The anointing is here for such tonight. So let me just read my final scripture here. I've got to read it calmly to you. Galatians 6 verse 1, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. That is the fact of our lives. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap est everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not lose heart. Some people have lost heart. They do not see how they will get through the tough time because it's been going on for too long. It's kind of like I don't have it in me anymore. I don't know what to do. I'm finished. Now, there's an anointing for such people here tonight. But Before I do that, everybody just bow your heads, please. Every person here. If you've come into this place tonight and you know that your life is not right with the Lord, you know that if you were to die tonight, you will end up in hell. You maybe have never committed your life to Christ. You maybe have never made the decision. But tonight you say, it's my night. I've got to start this new life. Or maybe you've come into this place and you have backslidden You know you are not where you're supposed to be. You know you have neglected your spiritual walk. You know that things are not right between you and God. Maybe you've moved past the point where you say God does not even acknowledge me anymore. That's a lie. If that is you tonight, I want you to raise up your hands. Please, please raise up those hands. I give every person an opportunity. Please raise those hands. If that is you, If you just come to the end and you say, I need Jesus more than ever, then I want to give you the opportunity. Do not let the devil steal from you. Do not let him lie to you. Do not do that. Just raise those hands. I must do this tonight. Got to give the opportunity for that. Got to give the opportunity and make sure. Okay, there's no people here for that. I want us now, oh, there is a person here. Wait, please, I see you raised up your hands. Please come to me. Just stand up. Just stand up. Come here. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. And I saw you tonight as you came into this place. And I knew that God's going to have a meeting with you. Because many things have been wrong. You've been leading your own life. But the Lord is saying He has drawn the line for you. And now He's going to help you and your family. There are many things that must be put into place and into order. And tonight those things will happen. Please raise your hands. Let everybody just raise their hands to Him. We have, is there someone else here? You are welcome. Come to the front. Come to the front. Come and stand here. thank you. Just pray after me. Raise up those hands. Just pray after me. Say, Father God, I come to you. I acknowledge you. Lord Jesus, I ask you to please forgive me of all of my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. I thank you tonight that I can accept Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, Father, tonight, in Jesus' name, please write my name in the book of life. I can truly now say that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. (laughs) the gospel is so simple. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how simple it is. Tonight, we're taking your name. God is busy with you. And you, sir, long road, long journey, long journey, but God ain't finished with you yet. Amen. Please turn to the pastor over there. We just want to spend a minute with you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. I am going to close the service. And after this, the pastors, please be at the front. And we want to minister to people here tonight. Amen. But before we do that, let us go out with a song. Do we have a song? We always have a song. Amen. Thank you, Marie. (laughs) Praise God. Let us. Amen. Faith. Come on. Yes. presence of God, you know, when you go to a political rally, you know, the people are really going for yes, it. You know, the church, every week we have a political rally because we are voting for Jesus. You understand? You know? What's this thing about toy toy? Hey, who's, who's? No, man. You do it for the Lord. Come on. I want us to do this song once again. Sing as if you have faith. Come on, let's do it. Amen. <laughs> now you look much better leaving than you came in. <laughs> Let me pray over you. Just everybody lift your hands. Father God, Lord, the message we, we, I preached about tonight, Father, may this be birthed into our hearts that we are contributors in the kingdom of God we are resisting evil by what we do. And we are not frivolous when we do things for you. Father, you have blessed your church and you will continue to bless your church. And now, every person that's going through a tough time of oh God, may your anointing destroy the yokes in this place in Jesus' mighty name. Oh God, it's going to be a great month. We've been blessed by God. And we look forward, oh God, to this month going further in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Now you may go in the peace of God. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.